New and Approved, the home of new and international music here on Sin. Chicago-based indie folk masters Whitney have already made their mark on 2019 with their sunny yet heart-melting tracks, Giving Up and Valley's My Love. The band are set to continue this streak of blissful tunes with the release of their sophomore album, Forever Turned Around. We're excited to uncover the details of the release with Max from the band, who joins us on the line now. Thank you so much for joining us here on New and Approved. Thank you. There's no denying that your debut album, Light Upon the Lake, was a really big success. Was it difficult to create a follow-up piece of work now that everyone has their own perceptions and expectations about the band? Not specifically because of that. I mean, I think Julie and I, just as, I think it's naturally who we are to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to try to make something that, you know, we feel strongly about or... I guess the term we always like to use is like something that we can fall in love with ourselves. Um, and we're pretty picky people as far as what music we listen to in the first place. Um, so I think a lot of the pressure, I think, came from myself. And in general, I think, as musicians, well, that'll always be present, whether or not, you know, the last thing we made was perceived as like uh, a successful record or a you know, whatever, I guess, the words are to describe that. But um, I think we're just, you know, always trying to push ourselves to another song. And your new record, Forever Turned Around, which is out on August 30th, explores the ins and outs of relationships in both romantic, platonic and familial forms. How has your relationship with each other changed since your professional success? I think the reason why I have been able to move like relatively smoothly, uh, I don't think that there's a moment within all the touring or during the writing process that we really either of us really dealt with it that much, dealt with any of the touring or, you know, again, like quote-unquote pressures in a way that forced us to change the nature of the relationship, which is why at least that would be a constant in our lives, you know. Our relationships with our friends change because we're gone all the time. Family, you know, got a little bit more distant. Um, significant others, etc. It was a lot harder, but you know, we enjoyed each other every day, regardless of whatever is happening. So, in a lot of ways, that the stability of that friendship is a lot, a lot of the reason why you know we were able to make another record and feel good about it. Mm, and a lot of this record was written whilst on the road over the past few years. What is it about touring that inspires both of your songwriting? Actually, a lot of it was written after we got off. The road. I think we definitely need some time at home to kind of gather ourselves after being on the road for so long. So I think what more so inspired the record was being home and feeling, having normal routines and, you know, I guess like what we would consider more normal lives where we wake up in the same place every day. Um, and I think struggling with that stability or that stability being something that would do was kind of what the record was building that you know, confused and anxious by a newfound sense of regularness or normality or something where as on the road we're so nomadic and you know all over the place pretty much all the time so a lot of it the writing had to do as a reaction to finally being home and being seemingly normal but not feeling that way. 
The album was co-produced by Brad Cook, who has worked with the likes of Bonnevere and Han Habits, and Jonathan Rado, who's collaborated with Wise Blood and Father John Misty. Can you tell us a bit more about the creative collaboration with Brad and Jonathan and how it shaped the record? Yeah, uh, we had like one two-week session with both Brad and Rado in California, and a lot of kind of the skeletons of the songs were hashed out there. Over those two weeks, we got a lot of basic tracks done, um, kind of all, I guess, considering four of us, me, Julie, and Brad, and Rado, kind of feeling the ins and outs of like how the songs were done, like when you can work, and all like all that kind of like really meat and potatoes type part of the songs. And then um, we had one extra session with Brad um, for about a week at April base at Bloody Bear's studio in Eclair, um, where we kind of put the final touches on guitar and piano and stuff, and then me and Julie recorded with another member of the band, Viad and Drar, and that's when we finished most of the strings and horns in Chicago. So it's kind of like a, a slow building of all these songs and being really patient with how everything's going to interact together. The album opens up with your first single, Giving Up, which highlights a lost partnership. And then the record concludes with the title track, Forever Turned Around. When listening to this album in full, to me, the final song kind of looks back on the narrative of the album and wraps things up. Was that something that was intentional? Um, absolutely. The, the interesting part about it, though, is I think since the writing process, we were kind, kind of trying to discover what was an interlocking key to the whole album, like what would kind of put the puzzle all together. And Forever Turned Around was like the last song we wrote. Um, and then a couple of the songs, we went back into the lyrics and tweaked them a little bit to fit more within the theme after we discovered that Trevor Turned Around made so much sense for the majority of the songs. So it definitely is like a punctuation mark um, and a kind of like gathering together of a lot of the ideas that we had had before and trying to find a way to express them in one final like song. So absolutely. And that track, Forever Turned Around, is the title of the album, and it has a lot of power to it, the name Forever Turned Around, particularly when it's paired with such a vulnerable theme like the relationship between two people. How did you decide that this would be the title of the album? It was one of those very lucky moments where we were going to finish the album in Chicago, and the term just came up, and I think all of us decided right then that that was, you know, I think we were all kind of shocked and in shock and awe of it kind of came out of nothing and all of a sudden made everything make sense. And I think we all also really enjoyed the fact that it's pretty ambiguous as to what's referring to and we open to the listener to kind of decide how they'd like to think about being sort of turned around or what exactly that term means. And in that way, that confusion is also, and ambiguity is kind of all of the record as well. You're listening to New and Approved with Chelsea in India and we are currently chatting to Max from Whitney who are about to release their second album, Forever Turned Around, on August 30th. And you're essentially touring non-stop till the end of November, which is crazy, but it also means you'll perhaps be conveniently free during Australia's summer festival season and I'm sure you have to keep things under wraps, but could you maybe give us a hint if you're heading over here anytime soon? I mean, me and Julian are pushing for it very hard. I think we're kind of waiting. We're we're also waiting to get the confirmation on it. But last time we were there, I think a couple of years ago, and played Laneway and had a, I had a couple shows, um, club shows around too. We had such a great time. So 
we're in the same boat, just kind of waiting to hear where we'll be. But we are definitely, our schedule's open at this moment. All right. (laughs) Hopefully that takes place. So you've just released the latest single off the album, Valleys in Brackets, My Love, which is from the upcoming album, Forever Turned Around. We're going to give the track a spin in a minute, but before we do, can you tell us a little bit about the single? Uh, Valleys, the main, I guess, the main chords in the song were actually written on a day off in Montana. We'd just done a drive through Bitterroot Valley, um, coming from Missoula. We play a festival there. We had a day off and went to like a cabin in, uh, I guess, what's kind of like southern Montana. Um, and we had like a beautiful drive that whole day. And when we got to the cabin, we grabbed a couple of guitars, and that's the progression that kind of came out with that. We were thinking about it, and it kind of caught us by surprise. And then over the next four months or so, we developed that song into what it is. And how would you like people to listen to the track, and I guess the album as well, when it arrives on August 30th? Well, ideally, Valley's specifically when you're on a beautiful drive somewhere the same way as the and kind of like imagine the song. Um, so the same thing with relatively expansive and beautiful where you can just kind of get lost in it. And, you know, I hope the same thing for the album. It seems like a, a great thing to listen to in transition or when there's like a beautiful experience in front of you. Um, you can kind of just, yeah, get lost in it and hopefully find some sort of meaning within all the songs and feelings that we're trying to get across and, you know, hopefully it'll feel like a warm hug or something. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's kind of a silly way to put it, but a joke that we made a bunch and some people said to us, like, it feels like a big warm hug, and, you know. I don't have any problem with that. (laughs) Forever Turned Around has moments of powerful vulnerability, both lyrically and sonically. It's everything that we love about Whitney, only grander. The record will be out on August 30 through Secretly Canadian and Inertia Music. Max from Whitney, thank you so much for joining us on New and Approved.